You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news, what it means, and why it matters. Fusion. Truth. And pursuing clarity. Well, would you believe that uh, we are we are in a situation now where the White House can basically say it doesn't want to let the nation's oldest newspaper come cover what it's doing? That happened. Michael Goodwin's here to tell us the real story of banning the New York Post. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. Yeah, he's playing the role as, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us and uh, very thankful uh, to be able to have a great show laid out for you today. Uh, coming up before we're done, Pastor Alan Jackson, who's going to be at our Pastors Appreciation event uh, in Queens on fr- on Thursday morning, uh, is going to be with me in the fourth segment today. Give us a little preview of what he is doing to encourage you. Also, I've got uh, KT McFarland uh, for two segments today. Uh, so she's going to be very generous with her time. And I'm very, very grateful to welcome back uh, Michael Goodwin from the New York Post, who is, uh, I think, one of the most important columnists that you can read uh, week to week. And he's certainly one of the most engaging uh, talk radio guests, uh, kind of in the history of the genre. If you ask uh, people that have uh, had him on their show long before I was around uh, and Michael continues to give us the, the straight skinny on it. Michael, it's, it's good to have you back. Um there, there's this there's this thing that popped up at the White House yesterday, and it's kind of befuddling. But why did the Biden administration uh, decide to cut your newspaper uh, out of an upcoming event for them? Well, thank you, Kevin. I'm I'm tempted to make a reference to the old dog joke about why. Uh, but let's just say in in this case, they did it because they could get away with it. Um, the white the, the press corps is now um, when it's not in the pocket of the Democratic uh, president, uh, it's asleep. And so you have, uh, as we saw at the recent uh, White House correspondence dinner, uh, the president giving effectively a stump speech, according to many of the many of those in attendance to which the White House press corps cheered. Um, So I think we can safely say they are in his pocket. And so when the president singles out the New York Post, which has been a thorn in his side, um, and disinvites our reporter, Stephen Nelson, to a routine event where there were no questions, the room was uh, about only about 60% filled. There were apparently 50 seats and, um, I don't know, at least 20 seats that were apparently were vacant. So maybe a little more than half filled. Um, and they just send the post an email. You, you, sorry, we, we can't accommodate you today, even though the post is a credentialed member of the White House press. Um, that's the kind of thing that you get when you ruffle the feathers. That's the kind of thing you get when you go against the grain. But what is really outrageous is for the rest of the correspondence to be silent in the face of this. 
this is, you know, when they came for the post, I didn't say anything. But this is this is what's going on with the Democrats and the media. This is cancel culture. This is what what happens on university campuses and any place where they don't agree with you, they're going to shut you up and shut you out. And that's what happened to the New York Post from the president of the United States and not a peep of protest from the other members of the media. That's where we are in Washington. So do you think that it's directly related to the reporting? Does it have to do with the reporting of the laptop and the and the because, I mean, you guys did, you know, stick your neck out there. You, you had you had the evidence. So you ran with the story. Um, Miranda Devine's written an entire book about it, and she's documented a lot of the stuff that had been speculative. She's put it into into factual context. Um, and this is a newspaper that was started by Alexander Hamilton. I mean, of all of the publications in all of the country as to why you guys would be the ones that were were picked on. Is it is it just a simple tit for tat over the fact that you you ran a story that they didn't like? Oh, I think we've run you know hundreds of stories <laughs> I think they so don't like, and and uh, many many columns to boot. Um, uh, Stephen Nelson is a is an aggressive reporter in the Washington bureau of the New York Post, and he will, along with Peter Ducey and others, they shout out questions when when the president doesn't want to take them. This was not a news conference because Joe Biden really doesn't talk to the press. That's beneath him. Um, so this was going to be the announcement on the airplane, you know, trying to get the, the carriers to have to compensate passengers who get bumped or whatever or delayed. And so they're on this stage, which is like a fake White House. Uh, it's a television set, really, right. in, in the old ex- executive office building. And it. The design is that the reporters are in seats almost like an auditorium, a small auditorium. And so they don't want questions. They want the president. He's probably maybe taping this for a campaign commercial at some point. Uh, And so they don't want any distractions from their choice of words and the setting and the imagery. And so if I'm a member of the other uh, groups, uh, media groups there, I'm I'm insulted because they assume I'm not going to ruffle any feathers. I'm not going to raise a question. I'm going to sit there and like a stenographer, take down the president's words and then go back to my cubby hole and write a nice story. That's what they're assuming the rest of the press corps did. And guess what? That's the, exactly what the pre- rest of the press corps did. So the president did not have to answer any questions about this what appears to be a looming indictment of his son. He said on Friday night in an interview with uh, MSNBC, it doesn't get any cozier than that, that uh, my son has done nothing wrong. Now, here's the president of the United States saying my son has done nothing wrong while his own Justice Department is investigating and perhaps prosecuting his son. Isn't that a signal to the Justice Department? Hey, leave my son alone. I mean, they work for him. And, you know, the Wall Street Journal has pointed this out. But what the journal neglected to mention was that in April of last year, the president 
let it be known that he wanted Donald Trump prosecuted. And lo and behold, Merrick Garland went and prosecuted Donald Trump. Uh, and so did other Democratic prosecutors uh, in New York, for example. Right. So uh, this idea that Donald Trump has destroyed all the norms, you know, let's look at the Democrats. Let's look at the media. Who's really responsible for destroying the norms yeah. of American uh, elections and and American just general news coverage of a president. Yeah, no, that's very well observed, Michael Goodwin, as most things are. And I would just say quickly, you know, his his approval ratings are like 36 percent. I mean, the economy, the border, all of these things, along with his age. And so you got a sense that things are not going well. And do you trust that Joe Biden can fix them when he's 86 years old? I mean, that's what you're asking people to decide on. I think it's a fairly easy decision for yep. most people. No, nope. well said. Uh, Michael Goodwin, always appreciate your insights, and thank you for being with us today. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away.